Hello, and welcome to the Murder House Radio Show. I'm your host, X. On this show, we will be covering serial killers, killers, mass shooters, disappearances, true crime, and the most deplorable things and people in history. All that good, dark stuff. The Murder House Radio Show will be a radio show slash podcast. I'll be uploading videos every Friday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Once you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification and select all notifications if you are viewing on YouTube. And hit follow if you are listening on a podcasting platform. So sit down, get comfortable, grab some coffee or whatever your preferred beverage is. Turn off the lights and enjoy the show. Hey guys, how's it going? I hope you're having a good Friday and uh, hope you had a good week. If not, I hope this makes it better for uh, both cases. It's crazy how time flies when you're hearing this. It's going to be the 26th and I am 20 by now. So uh, yeah, there's that. There's that. Time flies, man. Time flies. And hopefully by then I'll have both my sleeves finished. I'm working on the other one when the tattoo shops open back up. And hopefully I'll have the back of my head and my neck started. And hopefully maybe even my chest and a job. (laughs) But uh, yeah. So uh, let me know how you're doing down in the comments below. All that good stuff. Like to engage with you guys in the beginning a little bit. If you don't like that, skip ahead or fuck off. I really don't give a shit. But anyway, if you wish to ask for some advice to be covered at the end of the podcast slash broadcast, the podcast email will be in the description, as well as the sources for today's video. But without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. So, today's episode will be on Moses Sithole, S-I-T-H-O-L-E. He is um an African serial killer, a South African serial killer who was born on the 17th of November, 1964. And he's a serial killer and rapist who committed the ABC murders. Interesting. I think I heard of those. They're called the ABC murders because they began in Atteridgeville and continued in Booksburg and finished in Cleveland, a suburb of Johannesburg. Sithole murdered at least 38 people between the 16th of July, 1994, and the 6th of November, 1995. Moses Sithole was born on the 17th of November, 1964, in Vuzelures, a township near Booksburg, Trasval province, now known as Ang, When he was five years old, his father passed and his mother abandoned the family. Sithole and his siblings spent the next three years in an orphanage, where he later said they were mistreated. By his own account, Sithole was arrested for rape in his teenage years and spent seven years in prison. He later blamed his imprisonment for turning him into a murderer. He explained his crimes by saying that the woman he murdered all reminded him of the woman who had falsely accused him of rape when he was a teenager. 
So when he started murdering people, Sithole appeared to be a mild-mannered individual to those around him. At the time of his crimes, he was managing a shell organization, youth against human abuse, sustainability devoted to the eradication of child abuse. So it seems like he was uh, into some good stuff on the outside, it seems. On the outside, anyways. After committing murders in Atteridgeville near Petoria, Sithole moved his focus to Booksburg and eventually to Cleveland. And by 1995, he had claimed over 30 victims, sparking nationwide panic. In some situations, he would later phone the victims' families for no other apparent reason than to taunt them. At one point, President Nelson Mandela visited Brooksburg in person to appeal for public assistance for help in apprehending the killer. So that's interesting. This was a hell of a long time ago. Nelson Mandela, I haven't heard that name in a very long time. So his methods for killing were, uh, he would target black women between the ages of 19 and 45 years old. Well, I mean, at least he's not killing kids. Most of his victims were being interviewed for positions within sitholes, charities, and whatnot. Sithole would take them to remote fields where he would beat, rape, and murder them. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a rapist and a pedophile, but he is one of those two, so bottom of the bottom. They were generally strangled with their own underwear. He once inflicted a head wound on a two-year-old son of one of the victims and left him to die from exposure. Well, that's a bit ironic since he runs a bunch of stop child abuse organizations and organizations to help children. It's uh, pretty fucked up. His first victim that is listed is Maria Manoma, who is 18 years old, and this was on the 16th of July, 1998. The second victim was Amanda Fifi, who was 26 years old, and this was on the 6th of August, 1994. His third victim was Choice Mashabella, aged 32, on the 19th of August, 94. The fourth victim was Ralphiello Mukala, aged 24, the 7th of September, 1994. Fifth victim, Rose Mogosti, aged 22, the 18th of September, 94. Unidentified victim, female, age unknown, December, 1994. Beauty Soko, age 27, January, 1995. Sarah McConnell, age 25, March 3rd, 1995, the eighth victim. The ninth victim, Nikki Wee Dicko, aged 24, and this was on the 7th of April, 1995. 
And this says she was raped with a stick and discovered on the 24th of June. Holy. The 11th victim was the girl with the son, whose son was left out to die from exposure. Sebasio Nothandezo. And then that last name, N-D-L-A-N-G-A-N-A-N-D-L-A. Is the 11th victim's name. 12 of his victims were unknown and their age is unknown. Mostly his later victims, it seems. So 12 out of his 38 victims unknown. That's sad. That makes me think those 12 that are unknown could be potential street workers, it seems. But, uh, yeah, I just listed those, uh, first 10 or 11 names, and you guys can check out the rest. Oh, and he has one male victim. Interesting. One male victim. So that's the only deviation from his, uh, murder spree. Holy. So his capture came on August 1995. When Sithole was identified as having been seen with one of the victims, but he disappeared shortly after SAPS investigators learned details of his previous rape conviction. In October 1995, Sithole contacted South African journalist Tamsen de Beer and identified himself as the wanted murderer. During a phone conversation with De Beer, he indicated that the killings were carried out in revenge for his unjust imprisonment and claimed 76 victims, which is twice as many as reported. And finally, in order to prove his identity, Sithole gave directions to where one of the bodies had been left. Local authorities subsequently cornered Sithole in Johannesburg, shooting the suspect when he attacked a constable with a hatchet. Well, that's one way to go out. I mean, you might as well after you killed 38 to 76 people. Sithole was driven to the hospital where he was found to be HIV positive. Sadly, a lot of people from uh, South Africa in those areas have HIV, and it didn't help that he raped and uh, killed a bunch of people either. That's probably how he caught it. So I guess in a fucked up way, that is uh, the universe's or whatever higher power you believe in's way of uh, saying, hey, you want to uh, do all that? You get HIV, and you're going to uh, die in prison of HIV and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, in South African prisons, well, African prisons in general, but mainly South African prisons and stuff like that, are uh, wild. They're a fucking, like, Brazil prisons, but in Africa. The gangs there are wild, and uh, you literally have to fight to live. And it's uh, wild. The, gar the guards don't give two shits about you, man. You're gonna uh, overcome the challenges. You're gonna be somebody's bitch or you're gonna die. But they may kill somebody like him because 
you know, they don't really fuck with rapists in prison. And plus, since he killed a bunch of girls, they're probably gonna look down on him as even weaker. Like, why couldn't you kill a bunch of dudes? You have to kill girls because you're weak, huh? That's what they're gonna be thinking, most likely. But anyways, his trial and imprisonment on the 5th of December 1997, Sithole was sentenced to 50 years in prison for each of the 38 murders, 12 years imprisonment for each of the 40 rapes, and 5 years imprisonment for each of the 6 robberies. Since his sentence was to run consecutively, his total effective sentence was 2,410 years. Good. I thought they were, um... I thought they were going to sentence him before I read all that to just 50 years. And I was going to be like, what the fuck is this kindergarten bullshit right here? Justice David Carstier ordered that Sithole would be required to serve at least 930 years before being eligible for parole. So he doesn't have parole but he does because you're not living 930 years unless he's the second coming of moses i am just kidding i don't want to get canceled for that religious bullshit <laughs> um but uh the judge also told sithole that had capital punishment not been abolished he would have been sentenced to death obviously Sithole was incarcerated in C-Max, the maximum security section of Petoria Central Prison. I don't know why I said it like that, but we're just going to roll with it. He is currently incarcerated in Manguanga Correctional Center, Beloem Fountain. That's an interesting name. But, uh, yes, this is um a wild case. Like, 38 murders, that's what, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Ted Bundy had. But, uh, wild. So, like, a revenge killer, kinda. But, like, yeah, I, I don't even know, man. I do not even know. I wonder if he killed the girl who made the false accusation against him. But I doubt it was false since he raped the uh, his victims. So I doubt it was false. So I'm guessing he was just uh, enraged that she reported him. But you know, I don't. I have no clue. Like it could be false, right? But then that made him snap, and then it turned him into a rapist and a murderer. So, you know. But I doubt it was false because of what I said earlier. That he raped and murdered 38 people. Well, 37 unless he raped the dude too. Yes, I'm pretty sure this is the second black serial killer that I've uh, covered on this podcast. There's not too many black serial killers. But there again, I haven't covered many from Africa this is the first one from Africa, matter in fact, that I have covered anyway. So, um, I will definitely cover more. But there are, uh, serial killers of all races, but I'm pretty sure they are predominantly 
white, I am pretty sure. You can correct me if I am wrong, though, however, in the comments below. Puro este es un tipo malo. See, I've been working on my Spanish so I can uh, read it a bit easier. I recognize a bunch of those words I just read. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me know how I said that, like how well I pronounced that. And if you speak Spanish, let me know down in the comments. I want to know if I uh, pronounced that well or if Google Translate's a fucking crock of shit. Because <laughs> uh, they don't teach you that on Duolingo. Because <laughs> that's what I'm learning to uh, learn Spanish. Yes, this is a short one. But I will tell you guys some true crime facts. Here's a fact I found on the BuzzFeed website. I don't necessarily like BuzzFeed. Because, uh, you know, left-leaning and all that bullshit. But I'm not a very political dude. But anyway, num the first fact here, it says the Golden State Killer who committed at least 13 murders between 1974 and 1986 was known for breaking into his victims' houses, undressing, and then standing at the entrance of their bedroom, tapping and scraping his long knife against the doorframe until the people woke up. I did not read that in the Golden State Killer video I did, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Number two, he was also known for turning on the victim's TV, placing the cloth over the screen and using the glow as a light source while he tortured them. I mean, that's one way to do it, make it look like they're watching TV, I guess. Number three, when he was eventually arrested, the police noted... That the computer in his bedroom had a cloth over it. It was suggested that this was done purposely so he could reveal the murders. Relive the murders. My bad. So are these all facts on the Golden State Killer? Nah, nah, just the first three. In the early 1920s, a German family and their new maid were brutally murdered on their farm. Yes, I covered that on my old channel before I turned it into a creepy pasta channel. However, the family's maid person had reported several strange incidents in the months before the murders. Yes, they had a maid that noticed a bunch of fucky stuff going on, right? And then they uh she reported it to them and then she got freaked out and left and then like a month or two later they were all uh, found dead. It's wild. It is very wild. I'll uh, definitely cover that case on a future podcast episode. But um, it has therefore been posited that the killer was actually hidden in the attic for a period of six months before the murder. So there may be a homeless person. Or something, but I'm pretty sure a bunch of their bodies were found or moved to the barn. So there is that. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure the murders were the Hinterkofax murders. Hinterkofax or Kofax, one of those two. But uh, definitely a wild case and it's unsolved. 
but a mass homicide. It definitely couldn't have been um, a murder-suicide because all the weapons were used, were done by like a scythe-styled scythe weapon or something of the sort, if I'm not mistaken, or an axe, or both. So, uh, I don't think you can commit suicide with an axe unless you, like, fall face-first onto it. <laughs> Speaking of fucky suicides, <laughs> I watched this thing called The Clinton Chronicles, right? And it's about, uh, the Clintons and all their fuckery. And it was, um, these two boys stumbled across a drug drop, and they, uh, got ran over by a train. And they said they were drinking and smoking weed or just smoking weed and passed out on a train track and got ran over by a train. And that was the official autopsy report, air quotations, in air quotations. But then the families petitioned to have their own fucking autopsy done, right? And it's found that they were stabbed like 22 times and beaten and stuff. And whatever they had taken or whatever happened... They wouldn't have fallen asleep on the tracks. So, uh, there's that. And a bunch of people who looked into it got suicided. Like, oh, he shot himself twice with a fucking shotgun <laughs> in the head. And it was all stuff like that, bro. It was, um, some wild fucking shit right there. And there's a bunch of suicided stuff like that, right? Because they were all looking into all this stuff. And even the sheriffs were like, yeah, you can't be looking into this. And it's probably the sheriffs who were paid to do it and stuff. But it was a uh, wild. I forget what town it was in, but it was in America somewhere. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely interesting conspiracy stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. This podcast won't turn into a conspiracy podcast, but, uh... I just uh, popped in my head or whatnot, and I guess it is true crime related because, you know, murders and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's why I brought it up. It's It says here that, um, number another fact, the Oakland County child killer murdered at least four children between 76 and 77. The parents of one of the children who was abducted, a young boy, held a press conference which they pleaded for the return of their child and the mother directly appealed or whatever for her son to come home and she said she would feed him his favorite KFC meal when he got home. And then um, days after the boy's body was discovered, like days later after the conference, the boy's body was discovered he was wearing freshly cleaned and pressed clothing, and his stomach contents revealed that his last meal had been KFC chicken. Holy fuck, that's wild. God damn. The killer probably was there at the conference, right? And, uh, yeah, that's fucking... That's wild. But yeah, we live in a crazy crazy world don't we and this is sad because this topic of this podcast it'll sadly never run out there will always be people killing and there will always be serial killers and all that stuff sadly 
So anyway, I think I will wrap it up right here. So that is Moses Sithole. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Murder House Radio Show. I hope you have a good rest of your Friday or whenever you are listening to this. Check out the social medias and the sources in the description below. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Once you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification and select all notifications if you are listening on YouTube. If you are listening on a podcasting platform, hit follow. Leave your suggestions for future episodes in the comments. See you next episode. This is your host X, signing off.